This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being, being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. This energy of love, this heart that is the child's, calls to me to live with the deepest integrity, and it holds me to some of the highest responsibility. Valeria Tellez interviews Sandy Jones, the author of Barefoot at Heart, The Alchemy of Love and the Power of Light. Sandy Jones is an artist and an entrepreneur, owner of Jones & Company, The Art of Home in Ojai, California. She is a writer and the author of Barefoot at Heart, The Alchemy of Love and the Power of Light. Barefoot at Heart is at once an autobiographical narrative, a conversation with life, a glimpse of a philosophy lived, and a love letter to the great mystery that holds us all. Sandy takes us on a secret path she has forged, past the huckleberries, through the brambles, and into the wide open field of our own sweet hearts, and whispers that we can go there anytime we like. And we pause and look around and feel a new freedom and say, like Celeste from Sandy's own childhood record, that's the place for me. Sandy does private counseling with intuitive tarot card readings, guiding her clients back to their own divine authority within. Sandy was bequeathed the copyrights to all the literary work of William Samuel. He was a well-known author, mystic, philosopher, the one whom she credits for the guidance in finding this unbound heart of herself. She keeps all his timeless and brilliant books in print through her small publishing company. In her California surfer girl spirit, Sandy gives her heart to those who are interested in discovering the freedom and joy in finding their own purpose on this divine journey of dancing to the wonder and music of life. Meet Sandy at woodsongjournals.com. Here is the interview with Sandy Jones. In your own words, who is Sandy Jones? Oh, that's a lovely question. At this point in my life, I'm a joyful, whole, happy lovely soul that is living in the world in such a sense of balance and wonder and delight. And that's, that was what came to me when I wrote my book. And it was just suddenly bursting forth like a little flower blooming. And uh, it was no fault of my own, really, in a way. Although I had... Uh, been on a spiritual search uh, 
pretty much all my life, I think. I was kind of born that way, and I think a lot of us are, that just our nature is to search for the light and the truth. And uh, that was in my heart all along, although, you know, in those growing up teen years, you just kind of let it go or forget about it a little bit, I think. But um, it was always with me, and I just, uh, it kept me steady through my life. And then eventually, as I say, I just kind of bloomed. And uh, this joyful, innocent, beautiful child began to live again. And uh, there was, I couldn't hold it back. I just was... 10 feet in the air, just floating. And I wrote that book filled with that joy of discovering this happiness of being back to myself, my my true, honest, authentic, pure, innocent, childlike little girl that I once was. Before we get into that, which is part of your book, it's in your book, Barefoot, at heart, the alchemy of love and the power of light. I have these warm-up questions, as I mentioned, off record. They come first. The first question to you had to be this one. What is love, Sandy? What is love? Oh, my gosh. What I discovered was love was the very being that we are. We are love. We don't have to. It's not out there. It's within us. It is life itself. It is the totality of everything. It is the reason we're here. And when I realized that, that's the reason we're here, is to find and know this love that we are. And then the living of it is just here it's present you you become tender and kind and there's a gentleness there's a softness a vulnerable you aren't defensive you you let it flow through you it's like an infinite ocean that's flowing through us all the time and you feel it and you're living with it and it really is the true identity of all of us. I'm wondering why so many of us choose not to access this love within. I think what it is, is we are born with being this this joyful, innocent purity of our heart, our soul, because that's where we came from. We are that love. We're born and it... And then we are here in this world with this little child body and and life just starts, you know, the education and the system and the schooling. And we just put that beautiful innocence away because I have discovered for me, we have to kind of go through that getting covered up, letting that little that purity and that love get covered up because, and defensive and, you know, trying to make our way through the world and becoming this uh, uninspired sort of blocked off little person. And we do that, I think, because it's really interesting to me. It's like 
we kind of have to go through that in this world and maybe in many lifetimes, I'm not sure. But in order to know when we find it again, when we really find it again, that joy, that innocence, that purity, that that open heart of the child, we find it again. And then we really know how real, how valid, how livable, how powerful, how beautiful it is because of having not lived it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like that because now as I'm living it, I can see what it, what is not it. And I won't go into anything that is not this essence of my heart and my soul. I won't go that direction. I, I take care of this joyful purity and innocence and I love it and I live it and it's very powerful. But boy, I think it's almost a necessary part of our discovery. Yeah, that's interesting the way you speak about, it makes me think about protection. Yeah, we just try to protect that, that love, that purity. And then we forget to liberate ourselves from those protections. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm wondering if uh, by coming to that understanding or living that truth, we are now free of fear. We don't fear anything anymore. Is that really real and possible? That really is real for me. It very much came with this discovery of my uh, childlike beauty or this holy child. My friend William Samuel, who I learned all this from, and 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 uh, he he was the one that uh, sort of wrote so beautifully about how to discover this childlikeness. And when I really actually, it just sort of washed over me and I just went, oh, that's it. Feeling very much like I had been trying to get rid of, you know how they always do get rid of the ego, get rid of the self-centeredness. And I was trying to do that. But one day I realized no, it's about embracing who we are. It's about loving who we are. It is that beautiful, innocent child. And when I discovered that, there was a beautiful balance. A balance came. It was understanding that the world, the tangible world, couldn't take away or hurt or harm this divine spirit. And that's what made me fearless. I mean, the world is still, you know, things this and things that, and it's all going on. But I can come back to this beautiful place that knows that spirit, light, soul, the divine presence we are, that can't be harmed. That's never hurt. That is pure. It's forever. And it is eternally being who I am. And there is a, I look at my world now with a new, a new way of seeing. And I'm not, it's not like a scary place. It's not like it's there and I'm here. It's like we're all one big joyful world. My heart is my world. My joy is my world. My world is, is it's not after me. It's not going to get me. I may end up 
I mean, I'm going to end up leaving my body one day and all that kind of stuff and getting older and everything else. But that soul will forever be joyful and light and pure and it's it's beyond it's above it transcends it it isn't afraid it just isn't afraid and that really did happen i mean even if something even if um like let's say let's say there's a, a vicious dog down the street i mean yes i go oh i'm not going to get near that dog but when I walk away, I can actually come back to knowing that, okay, if the dog got me, it wouldn't get my heart, it wouldn't get my soul, it wouldn't get my beauty, it wouldn't get my light. And so there is kind of a, you know, it is like you said, the, uh, a remembering who we are. And you go back to that when something does kind of get a little where you do get a little bit fearful i mean look at the fear going on in our situation in the world right now and i go i have this wonderful feeling and i go no nobody is going to put their fear trip on me i'm not going to buy it i'm not going to do it i will not i will not live my life in fear i just won't it's it isn't love love is not fearful love and fear don't somehow they just don't go together it's a powerful message for all of us to embrace especially at this time yes yeah and i think realizing that we really are divine mind we really are the consciousness of of the infinite light of god the presence of god is being this tangible world we're looking at so wait, I'm not going to fear that. This is the presence of God I'm looking at. It will take perfectly good care of us. We'll be all right. Let it do whatever it's doing. And knowing that it's really not as tangible and oppressive as we kind of uh, have been trained to think and uh we see, we write, we do, we transcend, and it's beautiful. There is that beautiful biblical, I think it's biblical, it's as I be lifted up, my world is lifted. I mean, that is so true. As you live in this purity of joy, and it's real, it's sincere. I mean, I this is real. And you live it, and it actually does lift the world around you or at least your your the world you know right here that you're you're in and i mean i don't know about the rest of the universe or whatever but my little world there's so many beautiful surprises including you finding me mm -hmm. to me i was like oh, what a lovely surprise there's these sweet things that just, you don't have to make it happen. It's effortless. It falls in your lap and you you do what you need to do and you do it. And it's amazing. It's beautiful. This was the gift of the child. That's the best way I can put it. This childlike, holy child, the soul, before we came to this world, we can find it again in this world and it comes back to us and we, in a sense, it really was as if I were born again. That, that phrase is just beautiful. Born again. Yeah. 
Do you connect all of these words, God, love, light, the heart, soul, the holy child, the authentic self, the divine? I think you also call the original child. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They are all one thing or somehow different? In a way, a little different because um, it's sort of like, uh, it's like, I'm not God. God will forever be God. God is unknowable, like in a sense, untouchable. It is what it is. I don't know what it is, but it, it is the divine presence of all that is. And in a sense, all those other descriptions are because of that overall presence of something eternal and beautiful and loving and real and here and being this world we're living in, being all that is, but I am not it. It's all that I am, but I am not all that. I mean, how would I say that? It's like God is all that is, and and I am its childlikeness, I guess, or its expression, or its. There's also that uh, image, an image of an image of God made in the image of God. But I, I'm not God, so that's really nice. I always go, oh, thank God, I'm not God, because I don't want to be doing that. <laughs> and so there is this sweet joy to just being like carefree. It's like, oh, cool, I get to be me. Who I am, I don't have to live up to some image of God or image of spiritual or I get to be this little girl in a way that, yes, I do bubble over and yes, I do get a little loud and yes, I do. But that's like such a freedom to me when I discovered I didn't have to be a certain image of a spiritual person, I got to be the child, joyful child. I even pictured God like a mother or a father watching their little kid dance in her little pink tutu. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course, you're going, oh, you're adorable, honey. And it's like God looking at us going, just dance in your little pink tutus. I love you the way you are. And that freedom to Enjoy yourself as yourself. It's such, a, that's where we started this conversation. You said kind of what, what do you feel like or how do you uh, think of yourself? And to me, that's it. It's like a little kid just carefree and living joyfully without feeling guilty or resentful or defensive or like I have to get somewhere or struggling to be something. And if my expressions don't appear spiritual to someone else, it's like they're in my heart and I love who I am. So, so I love you. It's all right. You know, mm -hmm. you don't have to do anything just, mm -hmm. just to be. And mm -hmm. that, that's like that. It kind of makes me think about unconditional love. And being nature itself, not apart from nature. Yeah. The naturalness of being who we are is so beautiful. And I think, personally, I think we heal the world by being 
true to ourself rather than struggling trying to change the world. We find our beauty and we live it. And I really think that's where the answer to our world situation is. And and I think that's a lot of why I continue to communicate and write and share because I'm not going to change the world, but if I can just sort of describe or or point out a little twinkling of your own beauty for you to find, because each person finds it within himself and it's it's personal. It's between you and God, between you and God and nobody else. And speaking of being life itself, you write this in your book and you say, life and I are one identity. Beautifully said, powerfully said, and very straight to the point for those who are ready to understand that with the heart, of course. And you also say, life is to be experienced, felt, and enjoyed. That is what also one of the beautiful gifts that I discovered when I discovered this this wholeness of myself. I became, how would I describe it? I always, I write the book from a very like sensual kind of a way because I feel the beauty, the extraordinary beauty of life. I mean, textures and sounds and and feelings and the a fan that's blowing the breeze and you go outside and the seagulls and the everything is alive with beauty and and we're given all these senses not just five senses but these senses combine with each other and they multiply and they and you feel everything and the love is combined with that it's a love and it's sensual and you almost it is almost like when you were a little kid it's like kids know they always want to touch things mm-hmm. they love to touch things mm-hmm. and I own a little shop and I will have pe- people come in and they're trying to be mm-hmm. polite of course and they say they tell their little kids don't touch anything and I think Oh, no, let them touch, let them feel it all, let them enjoy being a child. And, oh, that that's sensual. <laughs> and it's mm-hmm. such a strange thing to say, but mm-hmm. it is, it is. Your, your whole body just starts to feel energized and vital and, and life. It's the same thing. It's like you are the world and it's just pouring through you and you're it and it's you and the beauty of a of a lamp just glowing is like wow isn't that just so lovely the twinkling lights the everything comes alive and i think it's because we come alive and i had to just accept it and go whoa what just <laughs> happened here because i had sort of put that as I say, there was a struggle to repress a lot, trying to be a spiritual person. And when I woke up to, wait, that's not quite what that means. <laughs> because I, I knew it wasn't it when I discovered this joyful feeling. I said, there was no doubt this was it. There was no mm-hmm. question because it was, it was how could I explain that? It was, it was my, it was real. It was mine. It was alive. It was 
there was no question. And I came alive again. I mean, who would doubt? Who would put that away and and say no? Don't do it. I just went. Uh, uh-uh, I'm going for it. And <laughs> and the more I live it, the more I realize how there's so much. It's so. How would I say this? It's like it's so open and vulnerable, and yet there's such a strength and a and a dignity and a beauty and a and a power to it it's it it's both at once and it's almost like it's i did i wrote about this in my book it is like a holy trinity it was like the third piece of a holy trinity i just went oh it's not it's not the objective world out there it's not the subjective non-duality state of mind trying to become a big empty nothingness it's a third piece that brings it all together in this beautiful triangle almost of your divine nature bringing it all together so that you don't leave the world out you don't leave the heart out you don't become an empty void that's for sure you become alive again to life and that's that child is like an inner guidance it's like an inner balance it's like an inner middle ground but it's so rich and full it takes it all in at once which is amazing because i don't do it i mean i often look to i say wait i'm not doing anything it is this infinite knowing within my heart that is living living this and it's with me and i hold on to its hand almost it's like it's with me and i give it i give it the i give it the way you know it's like go go for it do it you know show me the way show me the way i can do this and and that it's kind of a neat little i described it the other day actually i tried to describe it um to some friends as being like a little kid learning to ride a bike and the little kid you know, you get on the bike and you fall over and you fall over and then you feel it. There's a moment where you feel it and you go, oh, that's the balance. I just felt it. Well, nobody can teach you that. Nobody can tell you what that feels like. But it is it is a combination of wheels on the sidewalk, uh, how fast you pedal. It has a very uh, tangible experience to it and yet it is an intangible experience that is felt you know it oh i got the balance that's it and then once you find that and i would call that an analogy for how it feels to find this childlikeness you find that you know it it's so obvious you're going oh now i know how to live in the world pull it all together find this beautiful place that doesn't doesn't mind if i fall off the my you know i fall over i crash it's like because i know what it is i get back on and we keep going so it's a bit like that an unseen energy force like balance that just is always steady peaceful calm right here with me and yet Yes, there's a lot of commotion in the world, but you can come back to it and you know you won't lose it. What comes to mind is intuition, being in touch with our intuition. That comes uh, trust. That's another word 
that I love using, trusting our intuition. Mm. That's very much it. And and that was also another word that sort of came to me. It was like, yes, you do have to have this loving faith, but it's natural. It's real. It's intuitive. It is trust. It's who we are. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that state of aliveness is connected to finding our purpose here for this lifetime. Yes, very, very much so. That you almost you almost bring tears to my eyes. Yes, that's part of the reason why I keep sharing and want to share this, my enthusiasm for it. Because yes, you find your purpose. You know, you and I think it's different for every single person. I don't know, but it is where you're not afraid to. Create, think, wonder, imagine, uh, dare to do something that you never thought you could do. And you have this little bit of a, it's like a bravery, this little bold child that just goes, I'm going to try it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And it's so beautiful. And you believe in yourself and you believe in life. And yes, you do. You start to do things you never thought you'd do. My book came from, I never thought, I didn't think I would ever get that book written. And I was told by, I like I told you this, this one particular teacher that told me I would be a publisher and a writer someday. He loved the letters that we would exchange and they were so full of this insight and wisdom. And he told me that. And he said, you're going to write a book someday. And I never thought that. Never. I didn't know how it would happen. And one day, honestly, it just went, okay, I get it. I know how to do it. I know what I'm going to write. And it was so much not like luck any other book that any other, it wasn't a teaching, it wasn't instruction, it wasn't, um, it was poetry in a sense, you're right. It was a song of my heart and it just poured and poured and I kept going. (laughs) The editing to pull, tone it down and bring it back was like, wait, Sandy, you're just overflowing. You've got to stop. (laughs) And uh, so, yes, that was my, in a sense, that's part of my purpose. I have many purposes. I feel it. I know it. And when I'm called to do what I need to do, I will step up to the plate and do it. And um, I know that that's what this loving life, loving who you are, loving the presence of God, being life. Uh, It's a wholeness here that, yes, you're not. And that's part of that fearlessness. You're not afraid to take a chance. Oh, it is. It's like, it's like, I'm just going to try it. It's all right. Mm -hmm. Give it a try. See what happens. See my artwork. I do this. I paint. I've been painting Mm -hmm. for many years and I had to dare myself to I've never taken a lesson and, you know, it was like, I'll just do it and see what happens. I feel inspired to do it. Don't be afraid. Who's to say what might appear? And it's like, you follow this, you follow your intuition. Yes, you do. It is, I can do that. Let me see what happens. And if you can't, that's all right too. It's love that leads us and we trust it and 
you get something from it, whatever it is. And it isn't for, it isn't like we're, it's like we're doing it because you almost like a flower, you, you bloom, you can't help it, you know? Yeah, it's natural, right? Yes, yes, natural. I love natural. Oh, me too. I love that word, just being <laughs> natural, which just, goes just back to natural. nature. <laughs> yes. yeah. mm-hmm. What do you think is the opposite to life, the opposite of life? I don't think there is an opposite of life. I think life is all that is. And that was the thing that, almost brought this childlikeness alive again was when I realized there really is no death and I saw it so clearly I was shown there is no death the body might fall away and we may lose the ones we love and think that they're gone but that but life we are life and life is eternal it is it it's a way of describing this unknown presence of god or that which is the that which is the isness of life it always was and it forever will be and that's why we call it god because how can something exist that never came from anything that It's like mind-boggling because we always think something has to come from something. But we have been this life, I don't know how it works, but for eternity. And, And we shall be for eternity. And we are life itself. And that's the other little part of this that makes it so I can't be afraid of life. It's what I am. And so it brings in that fearlessness thing again that says, well, when I leave this world, I'll still be here. However it works, it'll be a new adventure. I don't know. I'm, I've got the curiosity of a, of a kid. I'll go see. Mm-hmm. Kid at Disneyland going to take a ride mm-hmm. into, the, into the, what is that little tunnel, you know, a tunnel ride, you know, where you get in the little cart and you go into the dark. It's like, well, what's going to happen now? It's like <laughs> there's a joy of feeling in love with life. Okay, take care of me. I'll be here. I'm with you. We really can't be anywhere else. That's what's so quite amazing. There's nowhere else to be. So no opposite of that. There's a lot of opposites in our world. Yes. There's, you know, you turn the switch off at night on the light switch and it's dark and you, I mean, yes, there's a, there's, it's all opposites, but that's the beauty of being here too. So it's like, oh, wow, everything has its this and that and commotion and it looks like it's a great disaster out in the world and you just go, well, that's a part of this wholeness that we'll just enjoy while we're here and see where it goes, you know. At this time, what do you think is the world's greatest need? Oh boy, I would have to go back to finding that true inner guide within you, which I call the child because it's so pure and it's so 
alive and beautiful. It brings everything that you need to know. It brings it with it. So you don't have to study or know what you know. You just live it. But if we could each find our own inner authority and that it is a fearlessness I do believe in myself. I trust myself. I'm not afraid of whatever the commotion is out there. Whoever tells me I'm supposed to be afraid, I'm not afraid. Uh, Yeah, I won't do it. I won't buy it. And you know who you are and you're strong and you don't listen to the, like you said, I mean, uh, it's not like you even, even if when you hear what's going on, you don't have to buy into it. It isn't the truth. It isn't the truth. And we know that when we discover this, oh, I just heard the word, this core of ourself, this, this wholeness of ours, this identity that knows who I am. Man, when you know who you are, it's unshakable. And yet, it is vulnerable. It doesn't need to defend itself because it it's flexible, it's resilient, it gives and it takes and it moves with the whole energy of, well, this is what's happening now and um, I'm still going to remain true to my heart, true to myself, no matter what. I mean, no matter what. And I think if everybody found that, there wouldn't be any, um, how do we even call that? Uh, You know, like... uh, these great societies that want to change everything and push everybody around and control the world, we'd all, nobody would want to control the world. We would be flowing with the energy of love and the presence of this divine river. So yes, I think, I think that would be, if I could say, if I could give any one little thing, and yet it's so hugely beautiful that, but it is, it is one little thing. It's find yourself, trust your heart, make that connection between you and your understanding of the divine presence and what that is to you. And then you'll know. You'll know how to live it in the world. You'll know how to do what you need to do. You will do it your way and you will love whatever's going on and there's no fight and no concern and no worry. And as each one of us lives it, I'm just thinking, wow, that would be, that would be so beautiful because as you know, as you begin to understand who you are, that self realizes it's the self of everyone. So it's not like you're not including all of us, everyone, and yet we're still remaining individual. So it isn't a collective soup, you know, of brown water, emptiness. It is a divine, beautiful expression of each one of us understanding the whole world as our self, our self. You know, there was something that my, and I keep bringing him up because he was such a beautiful teacher to me, but my friend William Samuel, he said one place somewhere, there's only one ego and it's God's. And when that connected to me, I went, 
oh, that's like one self, one presence, one identity, one self-knowing awareness. And that's what helped me to realize, oh, I don't have to get rid of my, I didn't even know what is an ego to get rid of. I can't even figure out what that would be. And so when you stop trying to get rid of or struggle or repress or become something that you think you have to be, and you sort of look at life as one joyful expression of God, okay, I can accept that. So my expression and your expression and their expression is all God's expression, you know? So it's kind of another way of seeing that, I guess, maybe. But I thought that was kind of a neat understanding of this being ourself and yet knowing that self is all that is really without getting turning into a big soup you know mm-hmm. it doesn't turn it into a big soup it keeps it beautifully remarkably uniquely you and that's the point i think you know everything is so different but at the same time it's so beautiful and i mean in its own imperfections it's, it's just perfect Exactly. That is exactly it. When you look at nature, every little, they tell us every snowflake is different, every blade of grass, every grain of sand, and yet it's all one world, and yet it's all distinct, and there's trees, and there's shade, and there's light, and there's bugs, and there's, and that's who we are a part of, or what we are, one unique expression of this infinite divine mind, intelligence, being everything, for us to enjoy, embrace, love, feel. And yeah, we can walk up to a tree and want to hug it and feel its bark and its and, and the ants crawling and we just go, wow, this is just incredible. That is, that's it. It is so much to do. It is nature. Nature is, uh, in a sense, nature is where we make that divine connection to something unseen, unknowable, but we can see it. Oh, we can see it through nature. It is such a beautiful intelligence living who we are. That's exactly it, yes. And this is something, Sandy, that is really, to me, um, incredibly um, sad, I would say, to see humans not, uh, not being able to understand that, that they are nature itself and not apart from nature. We separate ourselves from nature and from others without being touched with the core of what connects us all which is love. So it might be the mind, which is something that is a navigation tool. And we are using the tool as what reality is or what life is. I don't know. No, that's a beautiful, you do know, that's a beautiful way to say that. I think that's it. I think we kind of put a little shell around we and and society does that culture does that training uh, uh schooling uh because I don't know why I like I said somewhere in the beginning of our little talk I it's almost like it has to happen that way in order maybe when we when the shell breaks and we go oh my god and then 
there is something beautiful about knowing you know. It's like, oh, I was in the dark and now I know the light. It's like, that's a glorious thing because then you really won't go back into the dark. <laughs> you really know exactly the powerful, this insight, this this enlightenment, this vision that you found and saw, it's yours. And knowing you know, that's when you're free. That's when you won't let anybody tell you what to think or how to think or who to be. You do break free. And maybe that's where our power is by breaking through that, by having to be in the shell and then breaking out maybe, you know? It might be, yeah. Like you said in the beginning, it, this might be part of the human experience of the experiment of being human. Right, right. To be put into the darkness for so long that you one day go, oh, wow, I really saw the light. That was it, you know, and then you really won't go back. That's powerful. Why do some of us are able to break free and some of us won't be able to do it, not in this lifetime, so I'm just, I wonder why. Well, again, I'm kind of like thinking, I think we really do have many lifetimes. I kind of intuit that. I sense that. I mean, I feel like I have. I think a lot of us tend to kind of feel like we've been through other lifetimes. And I think... You know, there's some little seeds that are ready to bloom in this one and some little seeds that it might have to stay under the earth for more lifetimes, but they will bloom. And then maybe it doesn't happen all at once. It doesn't kind of seem like it will. I don't know. But in a way, when we bloom individually, as I say, it does feel like my world around me changed. Um, I don't feel, I, it does feel like my little world kind of lifted up a little bit, you know, like uh, my little world kind of sparkles and shines, even in the midst of all this, you know, everybody's saying there's, oh, there's, there's virus and there's these scary things out <laughs> yeah. there and the world's coming to an end. And my little world is just twinkling and lovely. And I go, well, anybody who walks into my world, you're welcome, you know, and maybe it's... I don't know why I'm telling you that exactly, <laughs> but it's like maybe there's something to each one of us blooming and then the field all turns in this beautiful wildflower field and maybe once we all know, we all become these beautiful wildflowers, but I don't know if it's, it doesn't apparently look like it's going to happen in this lifetime. Meanwhile, let's just each one of us do our best you know mm, and that. and live it live it from our way in our way and somehow i think that will lift the world and maybe others will see that light and they'll say oh i'd rather be that way than down here in the dark and maybe it just brings a incentive or a shining glimmer of something that isn't bogged down and fearful and stuck and hateful and yeah I don't know but I just know in my little world there's so much love going on and I 
sense that it's a reflection of it's a state of mind. My state of mind is my state is this is the state that I'm living in in a way. <laughs> you know, I find I find English language interesting too. State of mind mm-hmm. creates the state. You know, kind of <laughs> like where you are, your your presence of the world around you. Maybe I don't know, but uh, I just I only know what happened to me and what is in my life and that's what I want to share um if it lifts the rest everybody else up beautiful if it's only if it shines a light for those who are ready oh that's really fun when your little light is right there for somebody who was just about ready to crack through and they go I'm going for it and they do it and you go yes there we go you (laughs) did it you know that's really really beautiful when we start to see what if what how beautiful like you said when everybody starts to find their own purpose then it does and I think maybe a lot of us are finding our own purpose and who we are right now. I think a lot of us are. As drastic as the world looks, I have a really joyful feeling that many of us are cracking through that shell and finding that liberation and that freedom. And the more each one of us, each one one of us gives like you're doing how you're sharing your work and how you're finding those who understand and you're bringing that your purpose my purpose their purpose i kind of think it is sort of like a big popcorn starting to explode or a field of little wild flowers beginning to bloom in the springtime i'm thinking it is happening it is as drastic as it may look maybe that is that kind of how do they say that Uh, the dark before the dawn you know or something like that Uh, forcing each one of us to return to God, to return to our understanding of God to return to our own heart to return to trusting ourselves. Um, wow, that's a gift. So maybe this intensity out there is pushing us all back to find that holy ground within ourselves and living it from there. Maybe that's it. I have an optimistic feeling no matter what though. You know, it's going to be, we are going to do it. We'll pull through one way or another. We will. Yeah. Maybe just a, a judgmental state of the mind kind of thinking that others are not alive, that they don't know. To me, it sounds now at this moment, sounds judgmental because you see that in nature, everything is so colorful, beautiful, different. And then you also see the root foods like the plants, like sweet potatoes. Oh my God, love them. If they grow, it's in the ground. So nobody sees that. But who is to say that they are not alive? Oh, that's a sweet thought, isn't it? Isn't that lovely? <laughs> that's beautiful. Wow. And maybe so. Um, 
you know there is there is there does with this childlikeness i have seen that yes i am and i i often kind of try to change the words a little bit to sort of soften it but there is a very wise discernment that's for sure and this child has given me a wise discernment and if that's judgmental yes okay but in on the other hand yes there is also this lovely balance that says and they will they will find their way. They will. It's all in the process. It's it's here for a good reason. There is a looking for good in even the worst things. There, you kind of look for well. Maybe they will. Maybe they're the little sweet potatoes. I mean, what's, what a lovely thing to say! That's it's cute. kind of like that. Look for the good, even when it looks like it's just nobody's getting free. Nobody understands. They're all lifeless. Let's say, and you know, there may be. I mean, there may be timing on all these things. You know, yes, certain timing for certain things to bloom, and. Uh, when I said judgmental, it actually was from my part because that was my question that I asked you about, you know, why some of us uh, break free and why some of us don't. Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, that's a lovely insight. And I, like I say, I think there is an intelligent, wise discernment, but judgmental is... Um, I guess because we really don't know where, why, or where anyone's at, or why there seems to be those who are so. Me, I always look at the people that are so wanting to control everybody else and control the world. That to me is like such an oppressive. Uh, that isn't love. Love does not control anything. It just wants to give everybody the space to nurture and be nurtured and love and care. And there's a flowing energy to love. And so, yes, I mean, in a way, you're right. I'm not going to say that that's the wrong thing to, or that that's wrong. I see what you're saying. But there is a looking for good in things, too. So I have to kind of back up and go, well, I guess it's providing all this anguish out there is providing something we need and something that will wake us up. And so, yeah, it's a, it's it's a sweet balance that does kind of it. I don't know where it comes from, but it is with me and it just... I can see both sides of things and I kind of stay in the middle and there is a love for all of it, no matter what I, uh, yes, you know, it doesn't have to be the way I want it to be the way I like it to be. It's okay too. let it be, let it express itself. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. To try to push anything into what I think it should be. It yeah. just ends up like, <laughs> such the wrong energy to be trying to use you just trust that it's it's working the way it's supposed to and what do i know, <laughs> you know it's oh. kind of like that i don't know but i will just let it be and live live from what i know for myself and that that's where that if there were an answer that is what it is. It's each of us discovering 
just like, I mean, you're just beautiful, you know, there you looked at that and you just discovered such a pretty, beautiful, lovely, loving, I just saw the light go on and you just went, oh, wow. Now, when we do that, that's like, that's the gift. That's the divine order of things. That's when you get back in the flow. And to just remind, you mentioned reminding, we are reminding ourselves of the bigger picture, let's say, or of who we really are, or this spacious, open-hearted love that just, yeah, we just accept it all the way it is, the way it is. Because God knows what God's doing, and it's not up to me. I like the way you say it about, I know what I know, and having the courage to live what you know, that sounds like true living to me, having the courage to do that. It, and it is. There is a bit, it does take a bit of courage at first. Right. <laughs> and to trust yourself and say, okay, I'm just, because, and I have that example of my book. I remember writing it and going, wow, this is so far out weird like you know I mean it wasn't weird but it was just completely my heart my joy my my it was a poetic song and it it was like okay now what am I going to do with this and I just thought well just put it out there and see what happens so there was a there was a challenge there there was a daring there there had to be a bit of a just go for it. It won't matter what they think of you. You know, it was, that was it. It was sort of like, oh, what are they all going to think of me? (laughs) And that was like, oh no, you are, you've gotten over that one. And so it was like, go for it. Doesn't matter what they think. I mean, that was just such a beautiful like you, you, I love your word, liberation. I just went, I don't care what they think. This is my heart and I'm going to put it out there and they can think what they want. And I want them to feel the same way about them and about their, their who they are. So if it liberates anybody to live it their way, live it from their heart, live it from their beauty, oh my God, that's the answer. When each of us is living it from that. Oh, it's like an infinite flow of the divine energy of love itself. You can't go wrong. So do it your way. And if it's connected to that higher energy of grace and love and harmony and knowing and, and expansion and joy, go for it. Do it, you know? Today, earlier, I was looking at your website, the, your paintings, Aww. and that was interesting because I uh, was there, I don't know which one exactly, I guess I was just looking at all of them, uh, little by little, and what came to mind was, wow, this is an amazing, it is, it really feels like a fearless way of seeing the world. It's the real world, really. It's this uh, dream that we are not able to see when we are apart, when we are separated from love. So it's magical. It's interesting. What I saw was magic. Oh, that is beautiful. Thank you. Yes, I do. When When I'm painting, I'm just, it's all in my, I mean, it's imaginary, but I'm painting these little 
it's a feeling. I'm painting a feeling of home, security, comfort, beauty. Uh, and they are, I want them to be rich and sensual and alive and, and almost, they are, they're magical because I know they're not, I can't depict a like a real, you know, I, they're not reality and yet they are, it's an expression from something deeper. You're right. And um, I, I get a lot of people who just go, wow, you just bring me right into those little spaces and I can, I can feel myself there. And they're childlike. They are childlike. They have a, a little kid feel to them because that's the only thing I know how to, I don't know how to paint by instruction. And so I'm painting from this place that it's a feeling. It really is a feeling pouring out. And I, and I do want to communicate something warm, secure, because what's interesting is this child, because I thought I had to kind of go out into this big emptiness of no self. I mean, I don't know how many people studied that kind of direction of things, but I did. And it was sort of like, okay, let go of the self, go into the infinite allness of God. And, and I was like, I don't want to quite let go. That's a little scary. And then what I discovered was when I found the child, was, oh, that is connected to that divine infinite. Absolutely. But, oh my gosh, the sense of, I will say, security, feeling at home, feeling the warmth of being comfortable in the world, comfortable being myself, feeling like a feeling like it feels when you come home. Oh, good. I get to curl up and put my jammies on. It's like that wonderful feeling of home. And there's, you know, somebody's cooking dinner and the scents coming from the kitchen and the pots and pans rattling and the, oh my God, that wonderful feeling of home, comfort, safe, safe, safe. And that's this child too. And that has been truly the best part of it, this feeling of being home. I'm here in the world and I'm home. That, I never thought I would find that. I always thought I had to go somewhere else to feel like I was home. And home was here. And it is in my heart. And I know how to live from that home and give that home feeling and comfort to all those in my life and and my world if I can. And it is, it's like coming home. Thank you for reminding me of that with my artwork. That's really, really beautiful. Thank you. That's really, really sweet. Yeah, it really felt, I think that's the word, yeah, home, which is a place within, deep within, that has always been here. Yes. As yeah. I'm looking at it, it was a reminder for me too. Yes, yeah, so thank you. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. You're a sweetheart. Thank you for finding me and letting me share with you. Thank mm. you, Sandy. There's a passage we didn't get to talk about, but you talk about words and how powerful they are. Words are powerful. They are words that can reveal the joy and light often hidden behind the intellect. That's so true. You also talk about time and how time is a mysterious thing. No one 
knows what time is and no one knows what time it is. It is, right. That was a funny sentence to try to write, but I kept going, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Right, right. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's yeah. so, it resonates so true to me, right, about the, the concept of time. Before I ask you these two last questions, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? I'm just going to flip it open because I hadn't planned on anything, and I'm just going to trust the divine light to show me which one to read to you guys. Yes, yeah. Oh, here. This is a cute one that I just flipped open. Wherever I go, there I am. I'm here wherever I go. How wonderful that is. What kind of magic trick this life is. It is both incredible and simple. The truth is simple sensational and perfect. Well, yes, it looks just, it just looks to me, it just looks me in the face with its alluring, radiant twinkle, and I am blown away. I am just enchanted at how life is so magical. How is it able to do this trick? I find it amazing. I mean, an amazing thing to see that life exists and no one knows how or why or what it is. The magic is that I'm here. Sometimes I can hardly breathe when it suddenly grabs me and takes me just like that. There you go. <laughs> wow. Um, it, uh, you inspired me to say, to make a comment. Have you thought about writing books or a book for children? Oh, yes. I have been asked that so many times, <laughs> and I have looked into it to do a book with my artwork in it, and I would love to, but it um, it's just a very expensive process and to get paintings and color and pages, and I've just kind of never quite been able to figure out how to do it, and I, I it's one of those things where I have to just go, well... If it's meant to be, mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. And so far, um, I just don't quite know how to how to get there. So, but it would be fun, and my artwork would be adorable in a children's book if there were a, um, you know, uh, I don't know. I do these adorable little cards with these cute little childlike poetry on the back that I have in cards that, you know, you can, you know, like a greeting card kind of thing. And uh, those are really cute and fun. And I've always wanted to take the little poetry on those cards and put them with my artwork. And that would be a really cute thing to do, too. So I don't know. We'll see. Um but but I love the idea. Yes, it would be fun. Uh-huh. So two more questions for you. If you knew you would die soon, meaning losing the body, would you make any change in your life or do anything differently? Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. No. I feel so content and so rich and so fulfilled. And yet I'm just here. You know, it's not like I it's not like the outside world is so doing so much, but my heart is just so fulfilled and so content. I hopefully, when that time comes, I would just want to open my heart and take the journey and be at peace 
and say thank you for this wonderful trip through this wild world and for and for the and for the love that came to me i i am so grateful for this love that just for no i mean i didn't really do anything it just one day there it was it just came to me and i mean it was a long i mean it was a long trip and it was a learning and all the way, all the way and seeing things and getting clear and getting clear. And yes, yes, it was. That was my whole purpose in life in a sense, but that it showed up the way it did. That surprised me. I didn't think I, what I was looking for was not what washed over me. <laughs> That was the most joyful surprise because I kept saying, oh my God, this image I had of what I was supposed to be wasn't anything so beautiful and loving as feeling this divine love that God really is. And it's right here and it includes my world and I don't have to leave this world. I don't have to become, oh, you know, that thing about you have to be uh, detached from, I don't know. I was just looking for all these other things when this glory just opened my heart but i think i was ready i didn't know how close i was you know because it it was like then it just my heart just opened and then i began to really live it and that was that's knowing there is there's a gratefulness in this there's like dear god thank you how in the world how in the world did this happen? But I am so thank you, thank you that it did. Um, so I think when I leave this world, I will just I want to just be in a in a forever state of thank you. I think that's what I want to be able to do. Are you able to pass on this knowing, this understanding to your family, to your children? Uh, yes, um, I believe so, but without, there was never, as I've opened up my heart and live it, and I started, I mean, I knew that I had responsibilities when I had my kids, and I knew I wanted to raise them in a loving environment and in a feeling protected and secure and always being there for them, and I was naturally a devoted mother and naturally a devoted wife and I naturally loved home and all that so that was sort of uh, a part of who I am and uh, very much a part of who I am and uh, so I did and I married a man who loved his children who loved me so it was like how could anything get better than this okay. and yet it just kept getting better it was like okay and I remember you know, it was like my kids were just so lovely. They just were, I wanted to let them each be who they are and each be, follow their own heart. And so I did all that kind of a an approach to raising my family. And they all have their own way now that they're all grown up and they're on their, out in the world. And um, 
they they're beautiful good people really beautiful good people um and they understand me and they love me for who i am and they connect with me when i you know if i bring up this sort of thing you know i mean that's always my kind of direction and things i think it really did permeate their lives but there's they didn't have that um my way of being it or and i'm glad they didn't so you know i just let them do what they do and i think they're all three of them just really lovely lovely beautiful good open kind generous people and each one doing it very uniquely in their three kids three individuals completely yeah but very loving very good 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 people yeah thank you so much sandy for this conversation your presence i love your presence and thank you for sharing this deep wisdom that can benefit all of us you have been a reminder for me so thank you and thank you very much that was lovely and my last technical question is where can we find more information about you your books products services and future projects oh my goodness let's see um i have my website woodsongjournals.com I have a little YouTube channel called, uh, how's the YouTube? YouTube, oh, you have to look up my teacher, William Samuel Friends. It's under William Samuel Friends. And I've done some little YouTubes on there. So I talk, I have, uh, you know, like this sort of uh expression I've, I've put out there on the YouTube channel. My book is on Amazon, Barefoot at Heart. I do the publishing for my this teacher that I keep mentioning, William Samuel. Uh, when he passed away, he gave me all the copyrights to his his books, and he'd been writing books for many years before. I mean, he was you know an older teacher guy that um, I had communicated with, and he knew that I was grasping his teachings. And uh, so he gave me the copyrights to all his books. So I sell his books on Amazon. I have my book out there. And I hopefully am going to do another little book soon. I don't know if I'll get to it, but I, it's on my agenda. And um, what else? Is that, does that cover it? Yeah, that sounds really good. Thank you so much, Sandy, again. And we'll talk soon. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Bye for now. Bye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Sandy Jones and her work, please visit woodsongjournals.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. I want to thank the Patreon members, Lawrence McGrath, Mark Basden, Terry Clayton, and Aidan Bickrock. Thank you again for listening, and bye for now. Bye for now.